Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Monday, February 28th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri officials are planning to soon treat the coronavirus outbreak as an endemic sickness similar to the flu. But some worry the state could be declaring an end to the pandemic too quickly. Anybody that's tried to predict the future for COVID has been, you know, um, their crystal ball is broken. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton speaks with Missouri University epidemiology professor Linnell Phillips about what a future will be like with the coronavirus. St. Louis County is dropping its mask mandate today, and Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is removing the mandate in most indoor public spaces throughout the state, including schools. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports some local school districts have recorded huge drops in COVID cases. Over the past week, many local school districts began recommending masks rather than requiring them. The policies are changing as cases in schools are trending downward, says Amanda Brzezowski, senior epidemiologist with the St. Louis County Department of Public Health. COVID cases are looking pretty good. This is really a time for optimism. I think school COVID cases pretty much mirror what we're seeing countywide. The department is continuing to recommend masks, and Brzezowski says it's also important for parents to get their kids vaccinated and keep them home from school if they're sick. I'm Kate Grumpke, St. Louis Public Radio. The Wentzville School District is asking staff to return the bluest eye by Toni Morrison to school library shelves. The district school board voted Friday to reverse a decision to remove the book. Two students are suing the district over its removal of the bluest eye. That lawsuit also takes issue with the district policy to temporarily remove books that are challenged. The ACLU filed the lawsuit on behalf of the students. Director of Advocacy Tony Rothert says the legal action does not, quote, repair the flawed policy that caused the mistake to happen in the first place. The ACLU says the Wentzville School District also temporarily removed at least eight other books this school year that were challenged. The Cahokia Mounds Interpretive Center in Collinsville will close starting tomorrow for renovations. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the $5.5 million project will keep the museum closed for at least a year. The project pays for a new roof and new fire, security, lighting, and heating and cooling systems, many of which haven't been updated since the Interpretive Center opened more than 30 years ago. Lori Belknap is the superintendent at Cahokia Mounds State Historic Site. She says she and others have compensated for the building's failing systems for the past decade. We have to manually climb up into the attic and adjust the air handlers to adjust the temperature inside the building. So that's just one of the things that we have to do. Belknap says climate control isn't just for the people who work or visit the museum. The artifacts there also need consistent temperature and humidity. While the interpretive center will be closed, she says visitors can still see the mounds and there will be guides outdoors. In Collinsville, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. A judge has cleared the way for the publisher of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch to use a voting system that will ensure two longtime directors on its board are re-elected at next month's annual meeting. That's despite objections from a hedge fund trying to buy the company. A Delaware judge has thrown out the most recent lawsuit by Alden Global Capital. The hedge fund's roughly $140 million offer was rejected last year. Lee says it, quote, 
grossly undervalued the company. Alden has a reputation for imposing severe cuts and layoffs at the more than 200 newspapers it owns. Missouri Governor Mike Parson and other state officials are planning an end to the pandemic, treating it as a persistent problem like the flu instead of an acute threat. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton asked University of Missouri public health professor Linnell Phillips about how we'll live with the virus and whether the state is jumping the gun. Anybody that's tried to predict the future for COVID has been, you know, um, their crystal ball is broken. So <laughs> uh, there's no, nobody has been good at predicting how this is all going to go down. And so um, we're hopeful that the worst of the pandemic is behind us. And certainly I am among those that is very hopeful. But that doesn't mean that we should drop our guard. Hopefully it'll be like, okay, we're about to get nailed with a snowstorm. We know to put our coat and boots on. Um, we, in that same vein, we might have a new variant emerge. We're about to get swept by it. We need to put our mask on. Missouri state officials have said they're planning to begin treating the virus as endemic starting as soon as in March. Do you think the state is at that point yet where we can make that transition? Um, You know, like I said, I don't like to predict the future. So um, I'm hopeful that um, we have learned a lot of lessons over these last two years and that we will utilize those lessons and utilize those strategies and move forward. Um, I think we have some challenges ahead. Again, this is a vaccine-preventable disease, so um, all of our programs revolving around adult vaccine promotion need to really be ramped up and prioritized. Um, We still have a lot of unvaccinated Missourians. I think our local public health system um, still needs basic CPR. I mean, those guys' morale and um, their... um, their infrastructure and their ranks of the public health workforce just all need a lot of TLC and um, a lot of funding. And so I hope that that's the direction the state's moving. You mentioned vaccinations and how that continues to be a challenge for parts of Mm -hmm. Missouri. Mm -hmm. A lot of the spread is based on immunity or lack of immunity. Have enough Mm -hmm. people been vaccinated or have gotten sick to keep another big spike from happening in Missouri, especially if we start treating this more as an endemic virus and not as an epidemic? So that's a great question. I think we would need to do some sort of prevalence study um, and learn more about antibodies and their role in immunity. Um, From, you know, a purely um, theoretical standpoint, the Omicron virus was so, so contagious that, I mean, it spread like measles. And so it seems as though everybody has either been exposed and build up some antibody response to Omicron or we've been vaccinated. So, so the question is how long, how durable is that immunity and how long will it persist or will it wane over time, especially, um, I mean, we can really study vaccinated people, but people that um, suffered a natural infection we don't know how robust that immunity is. Do you think it's too soon for the state to make that decision, given, like you said, the what we know and don't know about long-term immunity? 
you know, I have mixed feelings about that. I think on one hand, there's a mental health toll that we've all suffered, um, some more than others during this whole pandemic. But at the same time, I don't, it would be easy to for people to lapse into like, oh, the pandemic's over, back to life is normal. And that is absolutely not the case. You know, I mean, I hope that people just incorporate that into their lives um, and don't think this is just end of story and over. That was University of Missouri epidemiology professor Linnell Phillips speaking with St. Louis Public Radio Sarah Fenton about living with coronavirus after the pandemic. Our David Cosseres edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.